This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 105 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple cases about criminals with sticky fingers, literally. One, as you can imagine, involves a pervert, while the other takes place at a casino. That one is interesting, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. But before we do all that, I gotta give a shout out to my pal Michael of the True Crime Guys podcast. I've been listening to them since 2017. Michael reached out to me about a month ago asking me my address because he wanted to send some free merch my way. And he hooked me up with some really cool stickers and patches. One has the infamous Creep Van on it, like from the 70s. It's probably my favorite. And I have that on the wall in my closet. I mean, in the studio. (laughs) Yeah, I got that there for motivation with one of my bro's Dark Topic stickers as well to remind me to be at my best when recording because I got some pretty crazy competition out there. I also got one that has Michael and Lauren on it wearing their Let's Go Do Cult Shit shirts. Love it. And that was super cool of them. I don't have any merch yet. At the very least, I got to get some stickers. And yeah, I can get some of my slogans on there and logo and all that. Maybe even some mad pooper shit. That'd be fun. And then at least I could return the favor and randomly hook other people up with some cool stuff. Maybe someday soon. Anyway, I appreciate that, Michael. Big time. Let's get a couple jokes in, then move on with the show. Okay, so a man walks into a casino and asks a security guard which machine people get the most money from. The guard goes, oh, that's easy. And he points at the ATM. (laughs) So true, right? The house always wins. Okay, let's try one more. So a woman walks out of the bathroom, winks at her husband and says, I shaved down there. You know what that means? The husband responds, yeah, the drain is clogged. (laughs) All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home germ-free. Just don't go shaking any strangers' hands. Episode number 105, Sticky Fingers. Ah, the casino. Love it. I used to work at one. I was on the count team. We'd be in the back with the safe, counting up millions of dollars each day while getting paid a measly 16 bucks an hour. What a slap in the face that was. I think I've talked about this already. It's hard to remember. 
And as the years go by, I'll probably repeat a joke or personal story here and there. It's tough to remember everything I've done and said. And I don't go listening back through my catalog of stories to refresh my memory, because that'd be weird. Anyway, I didn't learn any inside info while working there at the casino on how to steal money. Security was pretty tight. I did win $5,000 once, though. Hit the jackpot on the 50-cent slots back in 2004. What a moment. There were bells and sirens going off. Lots of people checking me out as they paid me out my winnings right there on the spot. All in 50s. It was pretty wild. I guess it would have been easy for someone to follow me out to my car and hit me when I got to my home and stole those 5Gs. The thugs in our first story aren't that aggressive. They're smoother and more subtle in their approach. But in order to get that money, they were still going to have to get their hands dirty. Our first story takes us to Singapore. This is our first time visiting, I believe. Singapore is kind of hard to explain. Ministry of Foreign Affairs.gov says, Singapore is a city, a nation, and a state. It is only about 275 square miles, smaller than the state of Rhode Island, and inhabited by over 5 million people from four major communities. Chinese, which makes up the majority, Malay, Indian, and Eurasian. So a lot of people crammed into a fairly small space. They mention it is smaller than Rhode Island, which has a population of 1.1 million. We have five times that amount of people walking the streets of Singapore. And oh, what's that? We have three more gentlemen who will be crowding those streets as they've just gotten off a plane arriving from China. This is on March 6th of 2023. So we don't have to travel too far back in our time machines to get here. The gentlemen are on social visit visas. And we'll be staying for a maximum of two weeks. Just a vacation with the boys. We got Wang Chunsheng. He's 50. Then Zhang Jiansheng. He's 64. And also Yang Renjing. He's 55 years of age. Wang, Zhang, and Yang. Uh, This shouldn't be confusing at all. Nope, not a bit. So the boys are visiting Singapore to do some gambling, and they're staying at a hotel in Geylang. Uh, They will be doing the majority of their gambling at the Marina Bay Sands Casino, which is an extravagant facility. It has nightclubs, restaurants, the casino, obviously, and it also has a big-ass hotel, likely an expensive one, which is why our guys are staying at a different place. Yeah, the Marine Bay Sands is made up of three 55-story buildings, over 2,560 rooms. They even have shops where you can buy the finer things. Chanel, Gucci, Cartier, Prada. All stuff that I likely will never own in my lifetime, nor want to. Let's get a description of the casino, because it's pretty wild. Hotels.com slash Marina Bay Sands Casino describes it like this. The lavish 15,000-square-meter casino features about 500 gaming tables, 1,600 slot machines, locals call them jackpot machines, as well as more than 30 private gaming rooms. In the casino's own words, Marine Bay Sands offers a vast selection of the newest and most popular electronic gaming machines worldwide. Their collection of machines features more than 250 themes and game titles to choose from. 
When entering the main gaming floor, guests will immediately notice the amazing chandelier. It's the world's largest, made up of more than 130,000 Swarovski crystals, and weighs just a bit over 7 tons. Wow, seems kind of over the top to me, but hey, some like that flashy, bougie kind of stuff. This joint has over 39,000 Google reviews. These are mostly about the hotel accommodations. I made sure to find reviews relating to the casino. And Guidiano, four stars, says, Absolutely amazing casino. They look after their patrons. Lots of table gaming and machines to play. Right on. Nikhil, also four stars, adds, Awesome casino, but very cold dealers at the tables. Not very friendly. Okay. And finally, we have Akalesh, who gave five stars and gushes. It's awesome place for going to casino culture. It have an enriched, one of the biggest, I think most spying casino to bet on your luck. Gambling here may be experiencing. End quote. Hey, I like his enthusiasm, but I think some of that message may have gotten lost in translation. Let's follow the three stooges, Wang, Yang, and Zhang into the casino. A couple things to know about these dudes. Wang is the ringleader, the brains of the crew. Zhang has an eye condition. He's blind in one eye. And he has these drops that he has to apply multiple times daily to avoid an infection. My pug had the exact same deal. We gave her drops daily. Eventually she had to get that eye removed. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Zhang. Oh, and then we have Yang. I don't know much about him. I guess he's just along for the ride. Now, the Stooges aren't the greatest of gamblers. Who is, really? Am I right? But they lose majority of their cash on the first day. Aw, man. Boys vacay ruined. Guess they're going to have to head back home early and empty-handed. Not. Like I said, Wang is the leader of the pack, and the leader always has a backup plan. And this plan was made before the vacation even started. Wang decided that if they ran out of funds, they would steal chips from unsuspecting patrons at the casino. Not a bad idea. But how the heck are they going to do that? Easy. By applying super glue to their palms and passing them quickly over people's chips when they're not looking silly, then discreetly pocketing them and moving on to the next victim. Their strategy would be to go after sloppy gamblers who were betting large amounts so they wouldn't notice if a chip or two went missing. Pretty ballsy. Wang told the other guys about this plan at the airport, and they were in. The main problem was getting the super glue into the casino for them to apply, and then to keep reapplying. They quickly solved that problem by using bottles of Zhang's eye infection preventing drops and filling them with the glue. That way no one would be suspicious. Not a bad plan. March 7th, they practiced the technique of swiping people's chips with the glue from the comfort of their hotel room. They did this over and over again, using bottle caps and chips. Cue the silly montage of them struggling, then getting better and better until they perfected the technique until finally they were ready for action. They put their plan into play for the next five days without getting caught, which is kind of impressive. They'd keep reapplying the glue in the bathroom to keep their palms as sticky as possible. You'd think one of them would get busted almost immediately, but they didn't. Originally, the plan was to split the profits evenly, but they were all of different skill levels, so decided to just keep what they stole. Surprisingly, our boy Zhang, who was blind in one eye, was making the most profits. How does a guy do that with one eye? It's crazy. 
Things went smoothly until March 11th, when mastermind Wang got caught in the act. An eagle-eyed gambler noticed one of his chips was missing after Wang swiped his hand near his stack. He grabbed Wang by the arm and saw the chip stuck to his palm. He told the dealer what was going on, and Wang GTFO'd, baby. He got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Pardon my French. Later that day, Wang told Zhang and Yang that they couldn't visit that casino no more. They'd have to try a different place. It was getting too hot. So they headed to Resorts World Sentosa. This place looks luxurious and has over 80,000 reviews. Let's yank a five-star from Guginez. He says, Really, a good place to gamble. Head out to the roulette machine and keep on winning. Easier said than done, but the boys gave it a go. And things do not go well as they are arrested shortly after they enter. I couldn't get any details on how they got caught. Maybe the other casino let them know and they were on the lookout for these suspicious characters. At any rate, the men were busted with $1,575 worth of stolen chips. The three men pled guilty to conspiring to steal. Poor Zhang also pleaded guilty to two more charges. He kind of got screwed as the super glue was in his possession, and he stole the most chips. Zhang's the blind dude, for those of you keeping score at home. The prosecutor said that the thefts took a high level of sophistication. While our boys argued that it was their first time out of China, none of them had previous criminal records, and they were all poorly educated. Not a bad defense. The judge still stuck it to the sticky bandits, and ringleader Wang received eight months in prison. Tagalong Yang got seven months, and Zhang, who, let me remind you, is the oldest at 64 and blind in one freaking eye, he got the longest sentence of 10 months in the slammer, proving once again that crime doesn't pay. (laughs) Unreal. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome, and they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor... Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me, that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you gotta do. Visit betterhelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. Well, that was cool. An interesting story about some sticky-fingered men in Singapore. But let's move on to our next story, where a man is also caught with sticky fingers. But there is not a bottle of glue in sight, but there may be a bottle of lube. Anywho, let's head on over to Oakland County, which is a county, duh, in the metropolitan Detroit area of Michigan. Oakland County actually has a population of 1,275,000 people, according to the 2020 census. Let's travel back to March of 2020 and follow a 59-year-old home inspector by the name of Kevin Wayne Van Loven. He's a strange-looking fellow with dark black hair. He's got a receding hairline and a neatly manicured beard and mustache. I will post a pic of this perv on Instagram and Facebook for those of you interested. Kevin enters the home of Jada Dodson to do a home inspection. Jada, her husband, and two young boys were out of the house at this time, and home inspector Kevin is loving it. Jada, who is obviously a little wary of having a stranger in her home, even if he is there to do a job, checks in on his progress, and is shocked by what she finds on the nanny cam footage. Here's what happened according to court documents. Quote, Miss Dodson opened the application towards the tail end of the inspection to try and observe the progress of the inspection. When Miss Dodson opened the application, she observed the inspector walk into one child's room, take a Tickle Me Elmo doll from the tent inside, and appear to unzip his pants and masturbate himself using the Tickle Me Elmo doll. End quote. Yeah, you heard that right. And I saw the footage, and it's kind of from a bad angle. I don't know if he was using Elmo to rub one out, or trying to splooge all over him. Either way, pretty grotesque behavior. Describing her reaction to this discovery, Jada said, quote, I just went blank. My husband was staring at me from across the room and was like, What's wrong? He asked me repeatedly, and I couldn't even articulate what I was seeing. End quote. Yeah, that would be pretty hard to explain. Actually, no it wouldn't. The inspector is jerking off on Elmo. Seven words. Not that hard. Well, it was hard, but (laughs) you know what I mean. After house inspector Kevin was finished, he walked across the bedroom and placed the Elmo doll back where he found it for the two-year-old child to cuddle with the crusty doll, and no one would have been the wiser. So gross. Jada decided to call the cops after witnessing this monstrosity. Great idea. And the police who arrived on the scene began interrogating Kevin. Of course, he denied the whole thing, but upon being confronted with the fact that there was video footage, he folded and confessed. Court documents have Kevin, quote, confessed to placing his penis in the mouth of the Elmo doll, end quote. Elmo no likey this. I can't do an Elmo impression. Okay, so this begs the question, what was he getting off on? Putting his penis in Elmo's mouth? Is he attracted to Elmo? Or is he a child predator, attracted to kids? Or is it the fact that he ejaculated on a child-stuffed animal and now that child is cuddling up to it? None the wiser. There's some real layers here. And you gotta love these nanny cams. Because a guy like Kevin, say he's had this job for 20 years, 
He could have been doing this for a long time, but now technology finally caught up to this sick mother effer, and we see him for the monster that he really is. And he really has no excuse. He can't deny it. Kevin is charged with a couple of things here, and he's found guilty only of one count of aggravated indecent exposure. But luckily, he's acquitted on another charge of malicious destruction of personal property less than $200. Even though he's only dinged for the aggravated indecent exposure, under Michigan law 750.335A2-B, they say, A person who knowingly makes any open or indecent exposure of his or her person by fondling his or her genitals, pubic area, buttocks, is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for not more than two years or a fine of not more than $2,000, or both, end quote. So this could still be serious. Let's get a quote from Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard. He says, You don't think anything can surprise you, and yet the disgusting ability of some people still manages to surprise me on this, end quote. Indeed. Sounds like Sheriff Bouchard should listen to this podcast, then I'm sure nothing would surprise him. This is just another day at the office for us. At a hearing on Thursday morning in December of 2022, Oakland County Circuit Judge Phyllis McMillan handed down her sentence, and it was firm. Not as firm as Kevin's penis, but fair. 19 days in jail, which he had already served, along with 18 months probation. Kevin was also ordered to keep receiving the mental health treatment he was already getting until he's clinically discharged. Speaking of discharge, Kevin apologized for the incident to the Dodson family via Zoom, and he said, To the family, it's difficult to express how sincerely sorry I am for the trauma and violation, and disgust they must have felt. Not a day passes that I don't feel remorse and regret for my criminal activity on that day. End quote. And to his own family, Kevin says he plans on following the sentence to the letter. Oh, I'm sure that's reassuring to his wife, who no doubt is already privy to Kevin's kinks. Crazy. But let's hear what the people's opinions are on this atrocity via some comments from a smoking gun and Huffington Post article. Al says, deep throat me Elmo, instead of uh, tickle me Elmo. Gross, but true in this case. Don complains, damn, we're not allowed to do anything anymore, like back in the day. Hopefully he's joking, but yeah, he's got a point. TMC adds, in the nursery? That really gives me chills and a bad gut feeling. Is it normal to become aroused in a baby's nursery? None of this is normal. But why a nursery instead of a bathroom? Super scary. And doesn't everyone who works inside people's homes expect to be monitored? Lots of valid questions there. And for the record, no, it's not normal to become aroused in a baby's nursery. Uh, Let's see, what else we got here? Orange Cloud says, Pickle me, Elmo. (laughs) Clever. Betsy says, Wait until Bert and Ernie hear about this. Also kind of funny. But finally, let's hear from Chuck Griffin, because he sends out a warning. Watch out, Florida man, because Michigan man is coming up right behind you. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 105. Sticky fingers. Two different styles of crime, 
both getting their hands dirty in very different ways. Amazing. Alright, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby! So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. This listener confession comes in from Tina. And she says, Hey Leroy, Tina here. Long time listener, first time, uh, emailer, I guess? LOL. That sounds weird. Anyway, I really love the show. It's something I look forward to every 10 days, so please don't ever stop. Let's get down to business. I was listening to the Spit or Swallow episode recently. Gross name, but I appreciate what you did there. This reminded me of a guy that used to go to my high school. He would eat anything for money. Let me think of some highlights. Oh, well, one time he took a nibble from a piece of dog shit. I believe that was for $20. And another time he took a bite from a moldy sandwich out of someone's locker. I think he may have done that one for free. He definitely would have eaten rabbit turds with you, Leroy. I'm sure you two would have gotten along well. Just hearing the story about the guy eating a goldfish at the fair, I thought, yep, that sounds like something disgusting guy from my high school whose name I can't remember would do. Anyway, thought you'd enjoy that. Have a great day, Leroy. Peace. Ah, thanks, Tina. And yeah, I'm sure me and disgusting high school guy whose name you can't remember would have gotten along well back in the day. Don't know if I could eat dog shit, though. That's a little too close to human shit. And now that I'm an adult and actually make real money, I ain't doing anything weird for less than $1,000. The rates have gone up. When you're a jobless teenager, though, 20 bucks can go a long way. At least when I was a teen. Love that. Thanks for reaching out, Tina. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Send me your petty crime confessions or just plain weird and entertaining stories. And just like my girl Tina here, you too could have your story played on the air. That's it for now. Oh yeah, check out the show notes and you can find links to the Patreon. I'm a little behind over there. Personal life and all that has been getting in the way, so I do apologize. Me and my bro will be recording a couple episodes this week. You can find the PayPal and links to all my social media and all that stuff over there too. Other than that, Come meet me back here in 10 days, and I'll happily serve you up another hearty helping of soft-core scumbaggery. Peace!